Hello, welcome to the show before the show. Where we talk about what we're going to talk about before we talk about it. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, I'm Chase. I'm Jimmy. And this episode we talk about The Ultimate Spider-Man, or the better known title, Venom the Video Game. Yes. One of the few titles where you actually get to play as the antagonist. You can find us on mostly Instagram and Facebook. We're mostly active on Instagram. And yeah, please remember to rate and review us on iTunes, that purple icon podcast, is it? I mean, you're the one with the iPhone. What do you mean, I, giving me the shrug? I I don't use that. <laughs> I mean, use iTunes. Someone has to. Someone has to review us. I know. Anyway. And we also have merch on Threadless.com. Yes, check out our merch. We have COVID masks, we have bandanas, we have t-shirts. Anyway, hit the music. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about Spider-Man again. Yeah, it's an ongoing theme, but... It'll be fun. This time, it's a, it's a, I'll say it's a game that doesn't suck this time, so, yeah. See, that's such a low bar, too. Yeah, it's not like we set the bar high going in, but I'd say this one is vastly superior to the last Spider-Man title we played. And the no, t- we're not talking about Spider-Man 2. We're actually talking about a game that came out after this in 2005, Ultimate Spider-Man, which was released for the PS2, the GameCube... Xbox, DS, GBA. I knew about the GBA, but I never realized it got released on DS. We actually looked at some gameplay from that, and it looks pretty nice. Right? But that's not what we're here to talk about. We actually reviewed this on the PS2 version, so this review will specifically focus on the console version. And the graphics on this is pretty much shell-shaded. Yes, it was actually pretty (laughs) groundbreaking for the time. I mean, it's 2005, PS2... We're running towards the end of the PS2's lifespan, but for the time, it was uh, it was pretty cool. The cell, sh- cell shading really gave it that comic book vibe that you were actually reading panels from a comic as you were playing. Yeah. It definitely is an open-world, shell-shaded game on the lines of, like, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, all right? Yes, and this is one of the few Spider-Man titles... That doesn't take place solely on the island of Manhattan. You can actually venture out to Queens and Peter Parker's neighborhood in this game. Yeah, just not all of Queens, just to be part of it. Yeah, granted it's a small section of Queens, but it's still, it's kind of a cool bonus. You know, I thought, what was it, the Bronx that's attached to the Queens? The Bronx, I be- I'll have to look at a map of New York again, <laughs> but I, it, the Bronx is a different bureau. It's not part of Queens. I mean, is it like connected physically, though? I th- I don't think so. I think the either uh, Bronx or I, Brooklyn. I think the Hudson River. You're thinking of Brooklyn, I think. Okay. I think yeah. the Hudson R- River divides uh, some of the bureaus. The boroughs. Boroughs. Yeah. I said bureaus. <laughs> the bureau of. Uh, to be fair, I have. To be fair, <laughs> I have been drinking. But uh. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the developer of this game, Treyarch. If you haven't heard about them and heard from them on. <laughs> if you haven't heard from them in a while, that's probably because they've been making nothing but Call of Duty games for the last decade. Yeah, the last Spider-Man title they did was uh, Spider-Man Web of Shadows for the PS3 and 360 back in 2008. Yeah, if you wanted to do the handhelds, Vicarious Visions. They made a lot of handheld games, though. 
I still haven't forgiven Vicarious Visions for what they did to Spider-Man 3 on the PS2 and the Wii. Oh, that bad? That bad. Damn. All right, and the publisher is Activision. Yes. Anything to say about that? No, I'm just happy it's over with. It was a fun game. It wasn't that bad. No. Us moving on from Activision. Oh. Okay. Fair. (laughs) This originally came out in the Americas where we're from September 22nd, 2005. And it released a month later in the European Union on October 15th. Most of the scores uh, that it got were fairly positive. Uh, About 75%, I'd say, gave it a positive review. You know, it's pretty much where we're at right now. Yeah, it's okay. my, my main criticism is the length of the story and some of the graphics and places. The cell shading looks really good, but the uh, pop-in textures and whatnot kind of... Like, you could be three blocks away from a building, all right? You could see it in the background. All you see is a brown cardboard box or a mm-hmm. blue box in the background. Second you get closer... Boom, windows. Yeah, and like if you look at the Empire State Building from a distance, it just looks like, well, what can we say that's PC on here? Um, <laughs> it looks like a long brown shaft with a bright beige tip. And we'll leave it that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, just, the Baxter Building is the one that looks like a giant blue one. Bad dragon. <clears throat> anyway, um, <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, the there's See, some the pla- buildings... there's some places where this game really shines, and then there's others where it's like, okay, they cut some corners here. <laughs> it's like the open world is great. Mm-hmm. The draw distance, not so much. Yes. Like, you could be on top of a building looking down on the Central Park in Manhattan and see nothing but a flat green rectangle. Like, when we say flat green, I want you to picture, like, not even 90s, more like 80s video games where it's just like one color. Picture a piece of green cardboard paper on the ground. Yeah, yeah, that's a good description. Mm-hmm. Most of the buildings, though, even though they are that shell... Cell shade. <laughs> yeah, they're that cell shaded lifestyle. They do look like they came Pretty stripped, generic. straight from a Futurama TV show. Yeah, it looks like you're playing in, future, in the Futurama world, sort of. Um... Very much so, yeah. Now, I do want to talk about one thing that's a downfall on this game that kind of dates it a little and makes it not as fun as it could be, and that's the fact that you have to do all these side quests before you can advance the story. Oh, God. You have to do <laughs> combat tours. You have to do races. You have to... Do, fight random crimes. Save random people from falling off the ledge. Those people are clumsy as hell. After the fifth time, I'd be like, okay, I'm not saving you again. This is a very short game. It's only five hours long just to beat the main story. Indeed. If you Uh, really wanted to complete everything, which would involve collecting hundreds of tokens hidden throughout the world. For absolutely no reason, for no payoff other than to unlock a few extra costumes. Which doesn't really offer that much, really. That's not much of an incentive. No, it's going to take you an additional seven hours. Yeah, I got better things to do. I mean, pretty much once the once you beat the story, there's not a whole lot to do at the end. You unlock a little mini game where you can uh, play as Venom and create cause mayhem and all kinds of chaos, and you build a score based on how much damage you cause. Wait, we forgot to mention the most important part about this game. You can play as Venom. 
It's actually, it's a Spider-Man game where you don't just play as Peter. There's actually two stories going on and they intertwine and you go kind of back and forth between Spidey and Venom. You're right. Venom is over here trying to kill Peter Parker. And kill the people that created the suit. And still mostly kill Peter Parker. Like, you fight Mm -hmm. Electro in Town Square just because Electro is trying to kill Peter Parker and you're just like, no, Spider-Man is mine. Yep. Now, there's another thing I want to touch on. This is the ultimate Spider-Man universe. So, it's not real. The Venom suit isn't really a symbiote in this game. It's more of a suit that was created to cure cancer. And it grants the user special powers, but it's also consequently consuming the user. So, you have to feed on people. So, whenever you play as Venom, you constantly are losing health because the suit is feeding on you. So, you now have to feed on other people, i.e., random citizens of New York or your enemies, to uh, stay alive. One of the funnest Easter eggs was at the very beginning of this game when you first play as Venom, when you're on the corner and you see a little kid with a balloon and you're tasked tasked with feeding on him. So you rip him up with your tendrils, pull him closer to your body, and start sucking the life force. Whoa, 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 we gotta keep this PG-13. And watch as the balloon goes up to the sky. Yes. And... (laughs) little bit of trivia. I've been so bored that I've done this once. In that mission, when you uh, devour the kid, you can literally watch the balloon float into the sky, and it'll eventually appear appear on the mini-map when you zoom out of the city. (laughs) A good 500 meters up into the sky. Yep. (laughs) You're like, that's cool. Watch it go into space. Yep. But yes, um... You bump into some familiar faces in this game. Uh, you deal with the Green Goblin. You deal with Silver Sable. Beetle. You see Nick Fury, Shannon Carter. Mm-hmm. Sharon Carter? That one. Sure. But yeah, Electro, Shocker. Rhino. Rhino's a big one. I feel like we're missing, leaving one out, though. Yeah, Carnage. Yes, and there was <laughs> another one, too. Hmm. Anyway. The Beetle? No, not him. Uh, it was before that. Anyway. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But uh, you you start out, you're Peter Parker. This is the ultimate Spider-Man universe. So Peter Parker's like 15 in this game. So you're still in high school. Yeah. But everyone else is still pretty much adults. Yeah. Kind of weird that they're okay with kidnapping teenage kids for scientific experimentation. They're okay with pumping a young 16-year-old Peter Parker with enough tranquilizers to knock out an elephant. Yes. They had no qualms about that. But, uh, yeah, so Wolverine, that was the other one I could oh, think yeah. of. Yeah. Wolverine. Wolverine's in this one, and it's actually one of the highlights of the game is the Wolverine fight for me. You you start out in a bar. Wait. You toss your Venom. You toss mm-hmm. a motorcycle into the bar, and Wolverine's pissed because that was his motorcycle. So a battle ensues, which uh, basically destroys the entire bar, and... Uh, Wolverine doesn't fare well in the fight. Anyway, but it's a very entertaining mission. And one thing that I enjoy about these Venom missions so much is the he has his own sort of set of controls where Spider-Man web slings across the city. Venom leaps across huge distances by just jumping. And uh, you can use your tendrils from the suit to kind of web zip and make your way. I love how when he climbs up buildings, like he, you can see him ripping the facade off and he's just like clawing up the buildings, you know? 
Venom is the beast you wanted to play as. It's a great way to get rid of pent-up aggression, too. To just pick up somebody and just faceplant them into the ground. Especially when you're at the end of the game, you already beat the story, and you could finally free roam as Venom. Yes, you can cause all kinds of havoc. You can throw cars into helicopters. It's so much fun. You can pick people up, hold them horizontally, then snap their spine in half. And then just leave them on the pavement. Oh man, how many spines have we broken? A lot. Like, (laughs) a lot. (laughs) How many times did you break Carnage's spine? So much that I'm surprised that Peter won in a wheelchair in the next scene. No, Carnage? Well, Carnage was Peter, technically, in this game. Really? Yeah, you saw the cutscene. They injected him with that stuff, and then he turned into Carnage. Then Venom absorbs the Carnage part of the suit, and then spits Peter out. Oh, shit, did I miss that part? I guess you did. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he gets the rest of his suit filled in. Okay. Oh, man, because I was like, where the fuck did Carnage come from? Yeah. They injected Peter with part of the suit, and the reaction caused him to turn into Carnage. So the main villain of this game is Trask, alright? Yes. Boulevard Trask. And he's he, pretty much a scientist who killed... He's pretty killed... much the Jeff Bezos of the, uh, of the Spider-Man universe, I guess. He took over the research from Spider-Man's and Venom's fathers, then killed them off both, and was like, Yes, everything is mine. And, of course, he doesn't want any evidence of this to come out, which is why he must find Peter and find the Venom suit. So he hires Silver Sable, a very... Very well-trained... And well-endowed mercenary. Very well-endowed. I'm sorry, what were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) All I can think of is uh, graphics. I mean, gravity. I mean, jiggle physics. I mean, wait, what? (laughs) I mean, it would have been cool if they had the technology at the time to add a little bit of jiggle, but... I mean, what? (laughs) Alright, so let's talk about the cast because we haven't really done a cast segment because most of our older titles didn't really have that many noticeable cast members. Yes. Now, I feel like the first person we should touch on is the voice of Peter. Oh yes, Mr. Sean Marquette. And if his voice sounds familiar to you but you can't put your finger on it like I've been doing for years... That's because he is also the voice of none other than Mac on Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Which is a very shocking announcement. It blew my mind. It does sound right. Yeah, you can see how they match. Our next bigger voice is Dave Fenoy, who voiced Nick Fury. Yes, and if his voice also sounds familiar, but you can't quite put your finger on it, That is because he also is the voice of Lucius Fox in Batman Arkham Knight. And if that doesn't sound anything familiar to you at all, he was also Lee Everett from The Walking Dead video game. What? And finally, we also want to shout out Andrea Baker, who is Mary Jane. But nobody really cares. But she was the voice of Clover from Totally Spies. Oh, wow. And the office intern from What (laughs) Women Want, the Mel Gibson film. Which has to be like her biggest role ever. No, it's the totally office Clover intern. Spies. No, it's the office intern. <laughs> That's like the peak of her career was office intern. But other than that, everyone else, they mostly do other video <laughs> games. We just wanted to highlight those three, really. Yes. All right. So we've spoken about the cast and we've dove into the story a little bit. And that's also one place where this game kind of lets you down is it, it's short. It's not a long game. No, you could tell how short it is by playing it. 
It, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah. But, yeah. Listen, if it wasn't for the combat tours or the racing or the random You could knock this out in an afternoon. It could be a lot faster and done a lot quicker. Uh-huh. But it, seeing how they're trying to tie it into the ultimate comic book of Spider-Man mm-hmm. at the same time, I could see why they wouldn't want to put the story too much in depth. Yeah, and just, uh... There are a few plot holes in this game, all right? Yeah. We have to figure out why is there a flying Iron Man suit called the Beetle running around collecting samples of everybody, all right? By everybody, we mean Sandman, <coughs> um... Spider-Man, Venom. Mm-hmm. He's literally just picking up all the supers. And I kid you not, it never explains why. He just shows up, then disappears. Yeah, which is crazy. Now, one other villain that I think should be highlighted in this game is Rhino. And they approach Rhino a little bit differently in this game. As in, he's a small man in a big (laughs) suit? Yes. (laughs) And the fact that... One thing that I do like about this game is the attention to detail. Uh, They... uh, Rhino goes on this big rampage through Queens and flattens several city blocks, runs through buildings, knocks, punches holes through buildings. And later on, as you go through the game, you can go back and revisit and see all the carnage the day after. And you can st- there's still holes in the street. There's street signs knocked over. And later on during the story, you can see as they start to patch up the holes and start rebuilding. So that's pretty cool attention to detail there. I do want to point out that the actual battle where it took place, the car dealership, still has plenty of cars. Literally. (laughs) Like, there's only two rows of cars, and somehow Rhino manages to throw all of them, and they just keep respawning. Sorry, he threw them all, and they came back brand new, and we've done that about five times over. Yeah. It's kind of hilarious. You're like, where are these cars coming from? But overall, this game was fun. Mm -hmm. It's better than the Spider-Man... For PS2 with Tobey Maguire. The first one, yeah. at least. Mm-hmm. We haven't really got down to the second one yet. We will in the future, just it'll be later on. I think we need a break from Spider-Man for a while. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we w- another reason we wanted to cover this is just because it kind of ties in. We've got the new Venom movie coming out next month. But um, It ties in with the Venom movie pretty well because you could play as Venom. And for that alone, it's worth playing, because there are very few titles where you can play as Venom. Sorry, there are very few titles where you can have fun playing as Venom. Yes. Alright, so let's talk about the prices of this game, you know? Yeah, uh, this was on the PS2 bestsellers list back in the day, so it's not exactly a rare title. You can find it pretty much anywhere. But let's talk about the sales of this game, you know? It's not uh, rare at all. I mean... Well, versions of it are. Some versions. It did make the greatest hits list on the PS2. Yes. It sold nearly a mil- three quarters of a million copies. <laughs> Altogether, it sold about roughly 1.9 million all across different consoles. Mm-hmm. The rarest version is the PC version. I mean, if you want to get it on a CD, maybe. Yeah. But... Sure, you could just find it on Steam. But why would you? I'm not sure. I mean... you really don't have to pay for it. I mean, you just find, like, a console version pretty cheap. Oh, yeah. You already had this version, though. Yeah, I had... I bought this shortly around the time where it came out. Okay. It hadn't been out long when I got it. I got it around the time the PS3s were coming out, so it might have been out a year. Okay. Yeah. So you got it pretty cheap, then. Yeah, I think I paid, like, 20 bucks for it. See? That's pretty much on falls in line of where you can get it for right now. Yeah. 
Because if you want to get it on a box for a PS2, complete in box, it's about $23. Not bad. Not bad. Xbox is $17. Mm-hmm. GameCube is $31. Wow. And that's just loose? No, that's with the box. Okay. If you want to get the Ultimate Spider-Man on a Game Boy Advance, because you want that side-scroller beating him up. Why, though? It's $12. Why, though? I mean, you can also get it on the Nintendo DS... Get that version, version. That version I act looks pretty good actually. I saw some gameplay from it. That one would probably be worth your time. It's still a side scroller like the GBA <clears throat> version, but it's also in 3D graphics. Yes. And looks, voice acting. And voice acting, which is a big deal. It looks a lot better too. You can get that for about ten dollars if you really want it. Mm-hmm. Literally, you could get this on any console and you'd probably still be happy with it. Yeah, I'd say so. Whatever you do is don't get it brand new on the GameCube because that's $150. Why would anyone in their right mind spend that? That's like a steak dinner and a car wash. And anyway, um, right. Yeah. Anyway, back I to I mean, $150 is pretty much a back alley BJ from a silver sable cosplayer. Wait, what? Which hopefully won't result in a shot in the butt later. <laughs> oh, God. Five drinks. But it won't burn when you pee anymore. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like around last year when you discussed this openly. Wait, did we? Yeah. Never mind. Some things you just don't need to re- revisit, you know? Um, it's in, We need to keep that in the past. Anyway. This game was okay. I would recommend it, and I in- thoroughly enjoyed it compared to the uh, Tobey Maguire fiasco of last year. I would say play it only for the Venom parts. Yes, the I mean, Spider-Man is okay, but Venom is just so much fun in this. It's so much fun to create chaos and destruction. I will say coming straight off the PS4 version of Spider-Man, the controls feel pretty similar. So that's yeah. amazing. And one thing that's unique to this title that other titles haven't done before or since is you can actually climb the webs as you swing from them to gain altitude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a neat little touch. So neat, I barely ever used it. And another thing that's (laughs) a little odd, when you knock out villains, you have to web them up or else they get back up and attacking. Oh, yeah, that's the most annoying part. (laughs) Because you could have four people on the ground, all knocked out, but you have to go, and just web zip them all up. Otherwise, they get back up and knock you down. Yeah, like... I get it, but it's just an extra step, and it's kind of annoying in places. Uh, but yeah, it, Ultimate Spider-Man is flawed, but overall an enjoyable experience. And if you've never played this before, it's definitely worth checking out. I'd say that as well. If just to play as Venom. Exactly. The story was okay. The graphics are kinda, For the most part, okay. They do go for that comic book look, and that's much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Especially coming in from a super realistic Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Which was also on the PS2, so how realistic are we talking, really? But, you know. Yeah. um, Yeah. But I hear you. Yeah. It's a much more cartoony feel, much more loose feel. You really do feel like you're in the comic book. So, yeah. I think they um, achieved what they were looking to do. A few of the more worthless stuff are the tokens everywhere, because... Who's going to take the time to collect those i mean really 
Yeah, avoid the tokens. It's not really worth it. No. You get to unlock a few suits, and if you're a real completionist, OCD, have to have everything perfect, you can collect all of these to unlock the uh, symbiote Spider-Man suit. Oh my god. A black Spider-Man suit. But do you really want to spend your entire weekend collecting 400 or so tokens? <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. I think we're all good. All right. That was it for our episode on the Ultimate Spider-Man. Don't worry. We got more stuff coming to you down the pipeline. Until then. Until then, you can find us on all the social medias, mostly Facebook and Instagram. Yes, and occasionally YouTube. And sometimes, Jimmy will take over Twitter. If I ever... If we could ever remember to log in. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a problem, but we'll <laughs> deal with that later. But until next time, I'm Jimmy. And I'm Chase. See you next time. Goodbye.